Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, where our faith grows stronger, and where we learn how to be overcomers. Uh, you want to believe what the scripture says that He always causes us to triumph in Him, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, and without having any clue how you're going to make it through this or over this, you need to believe that you will. No matter what you're dealing with, what you're facing, you want to begin to declare and decree, greater is he that's in me. Go ahead, say it out loud. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we, we're not going down. We're not going under. We're not uh, going to be overcome. And I'm not a victim. How about you? I'm a victor. Victor, not a victim. Big difference. <laughs> get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom. We've saved you a seat right here in the front so we can keep a close eye you know how some folks act up in class. Sometimes we have to we put them up front. That's you. Come on in. <laughs> put everything else on hold. Uh, don't be texting and tweeting and, and checking emails and stuff through this. Give the Lord your full attention for these few moments, and it will pay off big time. Father, we thank you for all you have done for us. Uh, thank you for saving us. Thank you that our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you that you're always with us and you never leave us. You'll never forsake us. Thank you. We ask that you give us this day our daily bread, our, our spirit food, the things that will nourish us and give us the answers and help that we need right now. We ask for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would turn in our great textbook, the Bible, to Luke, the 13th chapter, and we're going to continue today in the same uh, case that we were on uh, last week, and that is the case, the individual case of healing of the woman with the spirit of infirmity. What we're doing now, we're, we're in a series called Faith for Healing, and we're taking one by one the individual cases of healing uh, that are recorded in the ministry of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we're down to number 16 in our study. So if you didn't hear the pre previous 15, it would benefit you uh, a lot. If you will go online, go to faithschool.org, and uh, you can select whichever ones you want, watch them, listen to them, download them if you like. And um, it won't cost you anything. There's no charge. And we got a saying around the, the ministry and church here that no charge means no excuse. <laughs> no excuse for not getting it, not having it. 
it, it is not a waste of your time because we're feeding on these uh, hand-picked by the Holy Spirit cases, learning uh, what the Lord said about each one of them, how they received themselves, what was the turning point and the difference. Uh, you know, I've heard people say sometimes, you know, well, I'm, I'm doing everything I know how to do. You know, how come it's not working? Well, the truth is you don't know much. When you say, I'm doing everything I know to do, well, that's, that may not be enough. Are y'all with me, class? That may not be enough. And you might say, well, you know, why won't God help me? That's the wrong question to ask. Uh, I assure you, when you get down to the reality of it, the question is, why won't you listen? Why didn't you listen? Why didn't you take heed? And many times when you do make progress, you'll find out that back along the way, you ignored something that he told you or you rejected something that he told you, and that puts you on a wrong path. And, and it, it causes you to make uh, wrong assumptions. You can assume, well, I already know that, I already did that, when you didn't do it. And uh, the Bible talks about, you know, walking in darkness, that if you, if you see and know, but you don't do, you're self-deceived, you trick yourself. So it's foolishness and ignorance to blame God and be irritated at God saying, why won't he help me and why won't, that is not the problem. And God is not slow and God is not late. Are y'all with me class? You know where the problem is? <laughs> the problem is down here, stubborn people, hmm? rebellious, disobedient, a lot of ignorance. That's where the issue. And so you can see why there's a need for School. Let's learn some things, right? Let's, let's learn, let's grow, some, let's make some adjustments, and let's get some results. But you've got to be teachable. Uh, because, you know, if you don't want to hear it, the Lord will not shove it on you. He will not push it off on you. If you don't want it, He'll say, okay. But it'll cost you. It'll cost you. Somebody said out loud, class, everybody, everybody on the other side of the camera, said out loud, I am, I am teachable. teachable. <laughs> I, am I am correctable. correctable. I, am I am the disciple, the, disciple, the, student, the student of the Lord. Of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're saying, Holy Spirit, teach me. I am teachable. I am correctable. You need to be. Everybody needs. There's no such thing as somebody who never needs correction. That implies you already know it all. There's nobody like that. We're all learning. We're all growing. And so we need continual instruction and we need regular correction. And if we'll adjust, oh, wow, it'll open up. Things. It'll stop and shut the door to the enemy in our lives. It'll open up and allow the Holy Spirit to do great things for us that God wanted done all along. He just needs some cooperation. In Luke 13 we, we've been studying the healing of the woman with the spirit of infirmity, and it begins in verse 10. It says, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. Let me read that to you from 
another translation, the, uh, the Weiss translation says it like this, that he was doing some teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day, and behold, a woman had a spirit that caused an infirmity, and that word infirmity means weakness, and the weakness can be caused by any number of things. Uh, it, obviously, sickness and disease causes weakness. She was completely bent together by a curvature of the spine and was not able to raise herself up at all. And having seen her, Jesus called her and said to her, Woman, you have been released from your infirmity. Or as the King James says, loosed. You are loosed from your weakness, from your deficiency. Hallelujah. And we went on to say, and the cure is permanent. <laughs> Don't you like that? You have been released from the problem and the cure is permanent. And I'll take that. Somebody say, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. And he placed his hands on her and immediately she was restored to an erect position and she glorified God. Let me read the Amplified to you. These things give us a little more insight because these are uh, scholars of the original languages. And uh, what you can find just in my, my study, I'm not a, a, a Greek scholar at all, but just I, I can read dictionaries. And you can find in the, um, the words, just like today languages, uh, even, even going from uh, uh, English to Spanish, uh, or you know English to French or Italian or whatever. I've spoken with translators or uh, before, and in the middle of preaching, they stop and look at me like they don't know a word that goes with that word. <laughs> They're like, and so I use another word, and they go, "Oh, okay." So <laughs> here we go. We're back in business again. <laughs> well, see, uh, the scripture was not originally written in English. You know, it was written in Hebrew, and it was written in uh, Greek, and Aramaic, and, uh, some of it, I guess, in Chaldean as well. But um, so it's good sometimes to look at, at Greek and Hebrew scholars who translated and who were very meticulous about being accurate. That's why we read some of these things, because it, it opens it up to you. And the Amplified says it like this, there was a woman there for 18 years, had an infirmity caused by a spirit. And he adds, a demon of sickness. The King James oftentimes will say devil, that Jesus cast a devil out of someone or some situation. And, and uh, um, pretty much every time, the word is actually demon, not devil. And when we say demon, that conjures up a bunch of Hollywood stuff in most modern, modern generation. And that is so far from reality. Um, these demons, these evil spirits, these unclean spirits, they are real. They are not monsters at all. And they are no threat to a child of God walking in their authority. In fact, when we find out who we are and we start exercising our authority and yielding to the power of the greater one inside us, they become fearful of us. Remember the scripture said, resist the devil 
Well, let me back up. First it said, submit yourself <laughs> to God, right? And resist the devil. What would happen? Hmm? Why, well, why would he flee? He would, didn't, just, didn't just say he will flee. He will flee from you. Huh? He will flee from who? From you. He'll flee from me? Yeah. Why? Not just because of who you are after the flesh, but because of who you have found out you are in Christ, in God. And he's fearful of the authority of that name. And he's fearful of the power of the Spirit who is in you. And you start yielding to him, you start scaring demons. <laughs> Go ahead and say it out loud. Demons, demons are, afraid are afraid of me. Of me. Hallelujah. Now that is, isn't that a far cry from Hollywood? Yes. Right? And so uh, we need mind renewal. And, and you don't want to watch uh, stuff that's inspired by the enemy. Uh, who would inspire something that would terrify people of demons? Even though they are stripped, brought to naught, defeated ones. Well, that's the enemy's going to inspire that, Right? And so you don't want to feed on demon-inspired material about demons. Because it's going to be lies. <laughs> right? It's going to be lies. You want to feed on this. On one occasion, it says that Jesus cast out some spirits. And uh, the religious leaders uh, accused him of doing it by the prince of demons, Beelzebub. And he said, well, um, if I cast out demons or spirits by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come near to you. By the finger? Did you hear that? Because the Bible talks about the hand of God in his relative manifestation of power. It also talks about the arm of God. Now, you're talking about some serious power now, right? The arm of God. You might say, well, when, when did he do that? When he raised Jesus from the dead. In effect, you could say he, he rolled up his sleeve. What do you mean? How, how could that be? He raised Lazarus. No, raising Jesus is very different from Lazarus being raised. What do you mean? Jesus took all the sin of all mankind upon himself and was judged for it. And when Jesus when the Father raised Jesus from the dead, the Bible said it took the exceeding greatness of his power. Why? Why? Because when he raised him, he raised all of us. Everybody that would ever believe on him, we have been, didn't, didn't Ephesians go on to say, we have been raised up together with him and seated with him in heavenly places. That's already a done thing in spirit, in redemption reality, and we're, we're going to experience the rest of it soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But that's, that was the exceeding greatness of God's power. But when Jesus was ca casting out spirits, it didn't take the arm of God. It didn't take the hand of God. It was the finger. Jesus would tell the Spirit, shut up and get out. And the Holy Spirit would go, hmm. <laughs> now you're laughing, but we need to understand this. 
that these things are not some giant, terrible monsters that we are to be afraid of. They are influences. They're influences. And you're already, you have already dealt with them many, many, many times, and you, you maybe didn't know it. You maybe weren't uh, aware of it. But anytime you get this bad feeling or a bad thought or a temptation and suggestion to do something you know is wrong, spirits are involved. They're trying to influence you. They're trying to get you to yield to depression or confusion. And if you ever start, it'll just get worse. And the more you yield to it, and the more you think those thoughts and say those words and yield to those feelings, the worse they will get. You will go down, down, down. And their spiritual influences, these entities are real. They're nothing to be afraid of. A child of God can stop it at any time. You can stop yielding to them and you can shut them down. Well, they can also affect you physically, just like they can affect you mentally, emotionally. They can affect you physically. And something happened with this woman to where she began to not be able to stand up straight. And in most of, most of these cases, these kind of things happen gradually or they happen progressively. And so it could have been the case with her. I don't know. But uh, I know the more you yield, the worse things get. I know that's a fact. And so it comes to a point now after 18 years that she can't even straighten up at all. She is completely bent over. She can't even see straight ahead. She's got to turn her head and try to look up. And like we said, uh, uh, we are talking about this last week on this case. What if she had gotten so down about her condition after 10 years? That's a long time. After 10 years that she had said, I can't live like this. I am unwilling to live like this. I, I don't have my relationships. I don't have my profession. I, I can't do what I need to do. I, I don't even want to get out in public. Uh, and she took her own life. Wouldn't that be a tragedy? Yes. Huh? What if, what if 17 and a half years of this, she had said, I can't take it anymore. And she took her own life. She took some poison or, or cut her wrist or whatever. Well, we wouldn't have this story. That's right? right? That's right. And why, why do I bring that up? You got to keep going. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. You, you got to keep going. And I know there are situations that are bad. I know it. There are things that you just, they, they're actually a taste of hell on earth. There, there is such a thing as heaven on earth, and there's such a thing as hell on earth. There's a taste of hell on earth. And if you don't like that taste of hell on earth, you for sure don't want to go to hell full time. <laughs> now you're laughing, but I'm telling you, you know, people mock and scoff about hell. There, excuse my English, but there ain't nothing funny about hell. Nothing. Nothing. It is truly Terrible, truly terrible. And these people that try to act tough and hear people say, well, I'd, I'd rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. Well, who said you're ruling anywhere? <laughs> huh? What they, but they're actually expressing something true. They don't want to bow their knee to the creator God. Mm -hmm. They want to be defiant and rebellious. And 
People say, well, you know, uh, ha, 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 I'll see you in hell. If they visited for a minute and a half and you brought them back, when they quit screaming, I'm serious, when they stopped screaming, they would never joke about it again. Because there is nothing funny about it. It is a place of torment. It is a place where there's no peace and no rest and there's no light and there's no love and there's no joy. It is a place of pain. The Bible talks about them grinding their teeth and and gnawing their tongues in pain. Uh, And and you you can say, well, I I just don't believe there is such a place. Well, you're going to find out. People are going to find out. It doesn't matter what you say you believe on this life. For too long, you're going to breathe your last breath, even if it's 50 years from now. And if you're not saved, you're going to find out for yourself. And if you say, well, I don't believe in all that, then you don't believe the Bible. And if you don't believe the Bible, what are your beliefs based on? You're just making things up as you go along. And even if you say, well, this is what I believe, that doesn't make it that way. You can believe anything you choose to. You can believe lies your whole life. That's what being deceived is. That you have talked yourself or let somebody else talk you into something that's absolutely not true, but you're clinging to it like it is, acting like, you know, there's no God, there's no heaven, there's no hell, there's no life after death, there's nothing, it's just darkness and boom, the end. Well, that's not the way it is. According to the Bible, that's not the way it is. And... You know, you don't want to be the fool of all fools. Well, you say, well, that's what the scripture says. The person that says there's no God, they're a fool. And you don't want to wake up, you know, out of your body and to come to the realization, oh, what have I done? What did I do? And so you're breathing. God's on the throne. We got the opportunity right now. I said right now, somebody can miss hell today. Are you ready? If you've never confessed Jesus as the Lord of your life, you want to do it right now. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean a thing if you just ignore this or if you just parrot it but don't believe it. But if from your heart you'll make this choice and put your faith in Jesus, you can't be good enough to miss hell and go to heaven. You can't earn it. That's why Jesus had to come. All you got to do though, is receive what he's done for you. Receive him as the Lord of your life and you will be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we can all shout about this a thousand years from now after we're all there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's reality. It's not a fairy tale. So everybody said out loud with me, Father God, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe the truth of your word. I believe the truth of your word. Your holy word. I reject the lies and mockery and blasphemy of this ungodly world. I believe according to the scriptures. You sent your son Jesus who died on the cross. He paid the full price for all my sins, every failure, every mistake. He was judged in my place. But 
You raised him from the dead, free from sin, justified, and he didn't do it for himself. He did it for me. And so because of what he has done, I am justified, made right before God. I receive total forgiveness. I receive complete cleansing. I receive the righteousness of God in Christ. And I confess, Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer forever. Thank you for saving me. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. If you, if you did that for the first time, you know, nobody has to tell you, you know something amazing has happened inside you. You need to tell somebody. Contact our ministry. Let us shout with you. Our other believers that are around you, you need to get in a good church family where you can be fed, where you can grow. Uh, we'll be here too. You can use this as a resource. But when you're born again, you're born a baby. Now you need to be fed. Now you need to grow up. Oh, but no matter what happens, you've already won because you're saved. Hallelujah, you're saved. Your name is in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, we, don't, we, we know it's good, but we really don't know how good that is and that God calls us his children. We are part of his family. You know, the, the scripture records that the angels, when God created man, they remarked and they said, what is a man? What's a man? Why? Because of the place God has given us, that God would, would uh, treat us like he does, that God would uh, make us, we're not just servants, we're sons and daughters, Amen. we're family, yes. hallelujah. hallelujah, and he's made us co-heirs with his son Christ, equal heirs, and he's given us the name and he's preparing a place for us. And he's training us to rule and reign with him in his kingdom forever. It's no wonder the angels looked at each other and went, what? What is this? They're, they're in a category above angels. And, I, and all that happened is, is, is belongs to you. It will be your experience because you chose to receive him today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it again. Thank you, Lord. Thank, Thank you, Lord. You. For saving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Oh, hallelujah. Now, what you want to do is, as the Lord directs you, tell your friends what happened to you. You can lead them in the same prayer that we led you in today. Tell your, your family, tell your neighbors, your co workers as it comes up, because they'll look at you and they'll go, What happened to you? Uh, because of your joy, because of the, the difference that's in you now. And so you need to tell them, and you need to be ready. You don't have to know all the scriptures. You don't have to say everything exactly like we said it, but you can just lead them to the one that saved you. And hallelujah, because we want everybody to go to heaven with us. We don't want to leave one person behind. We don't want anybody going to that awful place called hell. And our time's up today. goes by pretty quick, doesn't it? 
Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you again soon right here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.